Hello, this is Chanel Durham, and I am talking to you for my title as Love and Trust. We could use a box. Hello, I am pulling out for what it is when it comes to love and trust. What is love? Is there two different kinds of love? Can I see love in me? Who can I love? Is there someone out there who does love me? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 in the King James Version. Love suffers long and kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Love does not parade itself. Love does not puff itself up. It's long-suffering. It also is kind. It's kind. It's kind. It suffers long. It suffers so long where it is willing to love more. Love does not envy. Envy is nothing within the fact of not loving or envious or despiteful love loves is that two different kinds of love yes there is there is two different kinds of love there's one that is unconditional and then there's another that's conditional love is unconditional where it shows love regardless of even if you do wrong it will show humbleness it will show compassion it will show love and the kindness. Even its patience. It is patient. Love is patient. Jesus was patient when it came to people who were wondering about who he is. How does power come about of him? How do he... Uh, heal people how does he uh, why does people go to him when they need healing how do uh, how do uh, he hears and listens to people the love was there just to be compassionate for people just to know who he is and understand what the father was saying through him that is love he will show compassion when Martha and Mary was saying if you were here, my brother would still be here. He showed compassion because they loved their brother. So he showed the compassion of how they felt. He felt the love and the compassion and the hurt that they felt when that brother Lazarus was dead for four days. They showed they he seen how they felt. So he grunt and uh, mourned just like they did until. He sat there and stated to the Father, I know you hear me. And so when you look at these these types of love, God, Jesus showed his compassion. He showed his love. He showed it in his eyes. He showed exactly how much compassion he had. He showed that he was loving. He showed that he was not a legal, legal, um, legalistic. He showed love. 
He made us. He has shown love to the woman who was caught in adultery. He showed the love. He said, I don't condemn you. But sin no more. He showed the love. He showed the love and compassion to a little uh, uh, two parents who wanted their daughter to be um to wake up, who they thought was dead. They thought she was dead when Jesus said she was asleep. This is the compassion and the love that Jesus showed. He showed love to the woman. Who was bound for spirit of infirmities for 18 years. He showed the love there. He showed the compassion. Of how she felt. He showed the compassion. Of the blind man. He pulled him away from the the village that he was in. He showed love. And the compassion. He showed them that he loved them. Just like we have to show God continuously. You love us. And we have to understand that he loves us. David said, I love you, Lord. I love you, O Lord. Which, of course, is in Psalms chapter 18, verse 1. He said, I love you, Lord. And he said it for a good reason. He says how he loves him because he had rescued him from the hands of Saul. So he had to say, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to you, Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. He said he loved him. When does we when do we ever say that we love the Lord? When do we ever say it? If are we going to say it? A lot of us do not love Lord the Lord at all. A lot of us do not love the Lord at all unless he does something for us. A lot of us do not love him unless he um, deliver us from something. A lot of us do not love him unless we uh, convey him on some things that we are uh, are putting ourselves into and we want him to get us out. That's the time when we want to um, love on him. But we should not sit up there and love on him that way when we should love, a, love him at all times. I had that struggle myself that I had... Loved them, and then all of a sudden I didn't love them. Sometimes I don't want to talk to them, and then sometimes I end up looking at what I need them. Then I need them. Then when I need them, that's when I have to sit up there and say, "Lord, I love you," because I have to remind him he loves me. Just like sometimes, if a, a husband and a wife are together, how many times do you ever say, "I love you" to them? How many times do you ever say you love them? How many times do you ever say to them one to another, do you love me? Why should they have to ask you when you should say it to them? I love you. Out of the blue, you can say, I love you. It's not always a gift. It's sometimes it has to come from your heart. Conditional love is when people want you to say, if you love me, if you love me, you'll do this for me. Just like a young girl who would say, if um, a young girl who would go out on a date with a young guy and the young man said, if you love me, you'll have sex with me. 
That's a conditional love. That's not unconditional love. That's conditional love. Because you're forcing somebody to do something which they should not, they do not want to do, which make them uncomfortable. It's a fully love. And you can't sit there and tell them, oh, uh, that's, uh, that's appropriate. No, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate just to tell a young lady, oh, just sleep with me if you love me. That's not showing love. That's showing an activity that you want to um, just to feed your flesh. Because the flesh is eminent against God. It's against Yahweh. It's against him. Because that's not what he says. He said flee fornication. If you sleep with a prostitute, you're married to him. Because the Bible says when a husband and a wife um, become married, they are one flesh. So you can't sit up there and say, though, if you love me, you would, um, you would want to have, uh, you can have sex. We can have sex. That's not love. Sex is between a husband and a wife. A husband and a wife. It has nothing to do with um, outside marriage. That's why we have so many premarital um, premarital babies coming out because of the fact that nobody don't want to have that covenant with the person. Covenant is a different thing. So with that being said, we have to look at the fact on what we're doing and how we're doing it. It's called wisdom. You have to you need wisdom in your life just to understand exactly what you're doing. You can't sit up there and think for a second that okay, I'm doing right. You're not doing right. Because your thoughts is not higher than God's thoughts. God unconditionally loves. If people sit up there and look at the fact, oh well, why people are dying and stuff like that? Why they're dying technically is on them. It's not on God. It's a song that uh, Michael Jackson, I mean, the Jackson 5 that came out said, can you feel it? And it says, when somebody is um, born, there's another one who's died. When Adam and Eve sent, when Adam, I'm saying Adam and Eve, because both of them technically died, um, died when they committed sin. They spiritually died when they committed sin because they departed from God when they sinned, when he told them not to eat from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Once they had sinned, that was it. So their spiritual vows, they died. So with that being said, we're looking at what exactly how things are about, how things are coming about. How should you love the Lord, but don't love yourself? It's people now who wants to be, oh, I'm a boy. Uh, I was born a boy, but I'm a girl. That's not love. You're denouncing yourself. You're denouncing well, how God made you. A woman wanting to be a man. That's not what God did. He unconditionally knitted you in your mother's womb. He made you that way. He made you in his image. And when you denounce how he made you, you're hurting him. You're showing that you don't care about what the Lord says. You loving your own flesh. 
Your flesh is your God. God is not your God. Your flesh is. So that's the unconditional, that's the conditional love. Okay, you want God to bless that. He does not bless that. Because it already showed that you have you have positioned yourself in for a curse. So when you do that, you're denouncing God. You're not worried about God. You're not worried about what he says. He loves you and he still give you mercy. He still give you mercy. Still give you a chance. But that's what he'll do. That's all he can do. He's not going to push you. He's, he gave you a free will. That's nothing he can do but to sit up there and say, back off. Because he loves you so much just to back off. He can't sit up there and change your mind. Uh, he can he can show himself to you. But it's up to you just to change your mind. It's up to you. So with that being said, un- that's the unconditional love. That's the unconditional love. Even when a man wants to divorce his wife, he said, I, I love you, but I got to go. I can't be with you no more. But it's up to the wife just to fight for that marriage if she loves her husband. That's if she loves her husband. If she loves this covenant. If she loves the marriage. If she loves just just the way how um it needs to be done. And if she have God to put his hands in the marriage. But if that's not the case and you get a divorce anyway, God still loves. But there's a healing process. There's a healing process of forgiveness, of mercy, of grace. That is what it's supposed to be. That is, that's the only thing that can come right on through. Not bitterness, not hatred, not anger. Because you have to look at the fact on what is going on, what is happening, what, why did it happen? And if you don't know what happened or don't know why it happened, you have to look at the fact on how can I fix this? Can I fix this? Lord, can you fix this? Can you put, can the Lord put his hands on it? Can the Lord put his hands on it? That's what you got to look at. Can the Lord put his hands on this? Because remember, love does not envy. It does not envy. It doesn't. It does not envy at all. It sits there and just say, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you tremendously. But do you actually love yourself? Do you actually love yourself to an extent of understanding what God's love is? So let me look at it in the Christian Standard Version. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Is not boastful. Is not conceited. Does not act inappropriately, is not selfish, is not provoked, and does not keep a record of wrongs. When you keep a record of wrongs, you still saying, "Well, you did this in the past." That's not keeping wrong. Uh, you're not. You're not keeping. Uh, you keeping wrongs, but you're not going to think about it. The fact of the matter is, when you think about the wrongs, then you're not loving. You're not loving at all. You you're you're throwing back mistakes that should not be asked about 
because at the end of the day, you, you're saying every day, I forgive this person for this. That's why the enemy uses our mind as a battlefield because he know we he just throws stuff at our minds, but we have to cast it down. And so the fact of the matter is love is not boastful. It's humbling. It's caring. It's humbling and it's caring just to love the unconditional love. I will say this. It says uh, in Corinthians, love suffers long. Okay, love, I'm going to say unconditional love suffers long. Jesus suffered on that cross. He suffered before he even got pinned on the cross. And what I mean, he suffered, he suffered. He, fushed, he suffered with the punches. He suffered with the lashes. He suffered with the um with the spitting. He suffered with the um uh with the picking up or falling on the ground. He suffered with picking up that cross. He suffered with the um bashes that he'd been dealing with. He suffered with the princes and the kings sitting up there um telling him, "Oh, can you do this? Can you do that?" And as he stared and did not say anything. Knowing that he can bring 10,000 angels down just to destroy us. He said nothing. That's love. He said nothing. Unconditional love. He said nothing. So, Lord, unconditional love. He has unconditional love. Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach has unconditional love unconditional love that you could not think of that you could not imagine that you could not that you would wonder why 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 you would you would wonder why you deserve it do you deserve it do you deserve to breathe do you deserve just to heal but Jesus, but God gave us the breath of life his breath is leaving is um is in us when your breath leaves it comes right back and you're putting in oxygen but it's his breath you're breathing in the lord you're breathing the love of the lord you're breathing this this is love the breathing you're breathing his love you can't breathe yourself because when he made adam after he made adam he blew into his nose Adam was still dead before he even got an heir. He he was still just a, a pile of clay until the Lord breathed into his nostrils. That's love. That's love. That's unconditional love. So just to put it out there, his unconditional love. I will have a testimony. I have a testimony. I had a friend with me, uh, call me, and this was weeks ago, and she stated to me that God, you hurt, you feel like that you couldn't do anything, you got to do it yourself because you felt like the Lord hurt you so badly that He did not help, and technically I do, I did feel that way. I was hurting, I was crying about it. But she said it was when you was a little kid. I thought it was when around the time about what happened, but it was when you was a little kid. And so I after she told me, I could not. I said, okay, well, I was trying to go back to sleep so I can go to work. 
But when I could not go to sleep at all. So I had to sit up there and confess to the Lord. I hated him for not being there. I hated him for not being there for me. I had to confess this. I had to confess it with my mouth. Because when you confess your sin, this was a sin that was in my heart that I had to confess. I confessed it. I went, I was in my bathroom when I was confessing it. And right after, right while I was confessing it, I was throwing up like crazy. I was like, oh my God, it had to come out. See, the Holy Spirit was there. He, he He's making sure, oh, this is getting, this is deliverance is going to happen now. It's going to happen now. And as I was throwing up, throwing up, and I had to sit up there and just throw it all out that hatred that I had sitting in my chest, in the pit of my stomach, I asked the Lord to forgive me. I asked him to forgive me. Because some, because a lot of us, we think we know what love is. There is no such thing as love is love. There's no such thing. But there is a such thing as love. An unconditional love. Will wash away your sins. He washed it away right along with my tears, right along with the gunk I had in my throat and my mouth and my system that was in the pit of my heart and my stomach. He had me throw it up that I did not confess to nobody. I did not say nothing to nobody about this. I was wondering why I would cry and try to cry off a little bit of stuff at a time at a time or try to hold it in. But when you hold it in, there's there's a problem. You start to wonder why you act in a certain way. You wonder why certain things is happening. You wondering why uh, technicality, why you why somebody pushing a button and then all of a sudden you act the way you act. Because at the end of the day, you're wondering, why is this happening? When in fact, there's something buried there that's coming up in the surface, coming up in the surface, coming up in the surface, and it's showing itself. But it's up to you to acknowledge it, denounce it, confess it, and ask the Lord to deliver you. You have to ask him. You don't have to sit up and think, oh, well, God will deliver me. No, you have to ask. It's an ask and it shall be given unto you. You shall confess confess your sins. These are conditions that you have to do. Even John the Baptist spoke about repentance. But you don't casually repent. You repent from your heart. That's when the love comes in. That's when the love comes in. That's when the refreshing of love comes in. Because the living water is washing you up. It's pouring in his newness. It's pouring in his love. So you can become a new creature in Christ. Because the old man got to go back there. The old man has to go back. While you are flat, uh, while you are thanking the Lord for releasing you from the bondage of Satan because people are in, still in bondage, still have a covenant with Satan. I can't have a covenant with Satan. 
I have to have, I have a covenant with God, just like he have a covenant with me. Adam, Abraham has a covenant, had a covenant with God. And he had one before he became Abraham. Mm -hmm. There you go. Before he became Abraham. God had gave him, um, gave him one just as well as he gave his great grandfather one, Noah. Noah had a covenant with God. So you have to look at these covenants. Covenants are very, 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 very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. Just as well as love is. Love is sensitive too. Love is just, love suffers. Love suffers. But love also cleanses. It cleanses. It cleanses away. And it makes you. It lets you know how much. God loves you. It cleanses away. Cleanses away. So I'd like to thank you for hearing this. And I will be back. For a new session of. Love and trust. Because we're not done with love and trust. Because we're going to go deep into this love and trust. So I thank you. This Chanel leading out on Covenant to Christ. Thank you.